Welcome to another episode of Balls Back. I am Matt Rigg, and with me again tonight, our friend, Ethan Hall. Ethan, what's happening, sir? What's happening, brother? Good to be here. You uh, actually just got back in town. I know uh, last week after we recorded, you went to Dallas shortly thereafter. I did. What the hell is going on in Dallas? <laughs> uh, my brother just moved out there recently, so I was going to visit him. Is it the oldest one or the middle one? Oh, he's a middle brother, Cameron, and my oldest brother's Austin. We uh, we actually all went out there, and my mom did too. Uh, it was fun. We actually went out there for an Elton John concert. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, sick. Dude, seventy-one years old, still rocking it. Didn't you just see like Pink Floyd too with them recently too? Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw Roger Waters. Get younger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, both were phenomenal. Elton John still got it, dude. What was uh, the best song? He uh, the one he started out with for me uh, was Benny and the Jets and oh, fuck God. man, it yeah, was good. And it's funny because we were up in like this suite, kind of looking down on everybody, and nobody was dancing because everybody's in seventy one years old. <laughs> so I was like, move your feet, though. <laughs> Play some D hands up. Yeah. Did he have any openers or anything? Elton John just owns no, it for 90 minutes. Elton John, Elton John does Elton John. You know two I mean? hours? Yeah, it was like two, probably a little over. Sunglasses on? Oh, yeah. Just the whole get up and everything. It, it was awesome. And, uh, there, you know, we we had a few other people in the suite. There was a uh, former wrestler there. We talked some jiu-jitsu. No big deal. No, you um, didn't. We did. Oh, you did, actually? We did. What did you lie to him about? <laughs> Did you tell him you were like, like a blue? Um, I did. And I had a feeling you would fucking <laughs> lie to him. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, we get it. Yeah. Oh we, we, we know our way around a mat, you know? No, you so, don't. Well, I mean, to the untrained eye, maybe you wouldn't see that, but we do. I mean, me, he and I get it. Just a little bonding moment with a stranger, but the, yeah. That's so badass. I mean, how long is Elton John going to still be like touring? You know what I mean? He's probably going to be alive for a while. But, this like, is his last tour. See, well, isn't it called like... Yeah, it's like his farewell tour or something. Boom. Yeah, it's great. Good for you. And uh, actually, I want to go ahead and start this off. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and push the button. Give right me now? Lecture. Yep. Y'all know I don't stretch. Anybody pay attention to Viking football? 84 don't stretch on game day. <laughs> uh-huh. Look, as I always say, things aren't always the right way. They're not always the easy You're way. You're still doing that? But they are the hallway. Jesus fuck. Welcome to lecture hall, ladies and gentlemen. Now, stop that. I have a huge problem with people that don't have booze in their house. My co-host never has booze in his house, and a lot of people say, "Well, alcohol's a problem. Like, you know, not everybody wants it. You know, I don't drink it that much." It's for your guests. It's not for you. So be unselfish. Have booze in your house. I don't care if it's beer, wine, hard alcohol. Have something. And that's so obvious. Where does the thump come from in the beginning of the podcast? Uh, the, I obviously have the, booze here every the time. The bottles that I bring to your house or that I request you bring because I know you're not going to have jack shit here. I agree. I'm with you where there. There is a certain level of class to the wine cabinet. Sure. The whiskey cellar. Sure. Having like a small collection, like, and the fact that you have the collection is kind of untouched is like a very high end or, you know what I mean? Yeah, Move absolutely. Just to have that available. Yeah. If I have it, I drink it. Like, 
That's fine. But have backups. I do. Stop. Do you? Uh, I, so, I get where you're coming from. I get it. Have booze in your house, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just very obvious. That's lecture hall. Good hosting skills 101. Yeah. That being said, please hit us up. Let us know how we're doing. Talk to Matt about how he went over three last week. Can we get a fucking email? <laughs> it's falls back. Listener Colin. <laughs> Send a fucking email. Yeah, you son of a bitch. It's ballsbackpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on. Let's get into the meat of it. I was super pumped on our topics last week. I know we got into like the gossip. If you didn't hear that, I would say go back and listen to that. I thought Please. that was actually a pretty good episode. Um, and for this one, I'm. it's kind of that game where a team kind of has like a shit game when they're all of a sudden, they're going to play like a big game next week. Next week's Christmas. I have all the Christmas games. And I was just like, God damn, we just got to get, got to get through this week. Let's get to next week where we have the Christmas games. Best day in basketball, right? Best, always best slate of games. Best, you know, from wake up from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. You have the best games of basketball. Yeah, fuck presents. Show me basketball. After New Year's, you start getting kind of into, now you're talking about all-star games. You're talking about playoff positioning. You're talking about all NBA teams award races kind of heat up. I know before the season started, we had a podcast that was, we did the NBA over-unders. Kind of a little preview. We did an East and West that I think we've wrestled before, but we kind of did it as just like a practice session. Yeah. I kind of want to revisit that, but let's look at it through what what teams, what players have not hit their mark is the way I'm looking at it. Okay. Are there any off the top to you that just... Now, all of a sudden, we're about 30 games in. Who's not getting you there? Who's not doing it for you? Yeah, actually, um, off the top of my head, I actually have Brandon Ingram. Um, I was expecting his numbers to improve a lot. Did you say this just because you knew it hurt me? (laughs) Maybe just a little bit. This is not a Lakers podcast, as we've discussed. He's not even healthy, dude. Yeah, but you you need to know. I think you know what's coming, and... I was expecting his numbers to improve a lot. It's his third year going into the season. Points per game are down. His rebounds, his assists. I mean, there's a lot of improvement I was expecting. Um, when LeBron's on the court with him, it's almost like he's insecure. Or he doesn't have the uh, the confidence. When LeBron's off the court, Ingram does great. So I think the main the issue is that he just has no like catch and shoot to his game. Right. Yes, LeBron is the best creator, you know, in the league, most likely. And so you kind of need a guy where all the work's been done. Like, dude, you're an open, shoot it. Too often, Ingram catches the ball, and you'll see his elbows kind of rise over his head, and he gets in, like, this triple threat position, and he's... You can tell he's thinking too much. He's like, should I pass, shoot, or dribble? Yeah. And it's just like, man, just pull the trigger. Just do you. Shoot the ball. Right. And especially, like, coming in the league, you know, he's supposed to be a three-point shooter that hasn't totally translated yet. Because his shooting percentages aren't bad, but the volume's not there. It's like... Yeah, exactly. He should be shooting five threes a game. And yeah. He's just... That, that, those numbers are just, like, way far off. And it kind of actually reminds me of Randall a little bit. Randall last year stuck out like a sore thumb about when he got the ball standing right like at free throw line level. And it just seven seconds went by, and it's just like nothing... Nothing happened. Yeah. Move your feet. <laughs> <laughs> And you you reference on-off numbers with LeBron 
like that's like super well known. Like everyone's yeah. been talking about how with LeBron on the court, Ingram is pedestrian to slightly worse. Right. When LeBron's off the court, he's been great. So I actually wouldn't be surprised, especially with like Kuzma's Kuzma blowing up so much as that he has been. He's averaging like 24, 25 a game since Ingram's been out, playing starting next to LeBron. That's not the best indictment of Ingram. Now it's not to not to take away what he's providing necessarily, but this is making me sad because I think he should be, <laughs> I think he should start. But if Luke Walton said you're just our six man, you're gonna play thirty minutes a game, but you know, you're not coming into the game till the five, six minute mark when maybe the end of LeBron's first stint and you kind of man that end of the first quarter, early second quarter, maybe finish games if it's working out, but you know, if he's all of a sudden not starting, I really wouldn't I really wouldn't be that all that surprised. Yeah. I think in reality, you kind of have just have to trust the talent. His age, you mean just turned 21 in September. His length and his upside. So, you know, he's worth keeping. But that status of potential, like, team cornerstone to he's probably going to get traded, that line is, is thinning. Yeah. Like your hair. Okay. Um, has he lifted a weight? In his entire life? I'm going to say his splits are, you probably bench, he weighs what, 195, 200? He can't bench that. I'm going to say... He weighs that much? You could have fooled me. 6'9", 6'10", probably like 195, 200. Oh, wow. I'm going to say he benches 125. 65. Oh. Am I assuming too much? I, well, I don't, maybe. Uh, maybe squats. Can you get two plates? No, 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 no. Not all the way down two plates. No, no, no. Maybe 135. I think he Maybe probably... 135 all the way down. No. Maybe. That's some hate. Maybe. Deadlift. He's tall. He probably has a good pull. Right. Okay. And for this next item, team, player that I'm disappointed in, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm disappointed in the Warriors. Why? Am I in like hot take zone just for saying I'm disappointed in the Warriors. Yeah, 100%. Because I'm not, I don't even mean to get into like them being disappointing as a group so much as as a viewer watching them to, for me is just is sad. sad. Like I watched the first half of that Warriors-Raptors game that was I believe on I want to say Saturday night, maybe Friday last week and the Raptors just, they came for it. And they were up like 20-something in the first half. But the Warriors, they're sitting at 21-10. and 10. Like, they were second in the West. Like, And also, they could finish sixth in the West. I'm not going to care. They're probably going to win it. So that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. But if they're not breaking records or, like, destroying a team or Steph Curry's hitting 10 threes, Clay's hitting 10 threes in a game or some crazy quarter, like, this team is just dog shit to watch. You can tell that unless that kind of stuff's going on, they don't really care. And as like a viewer, you take that in. I agree and disagree. I, I totally get what you're saying. Like they are very boring to watch only because they're so good. And it's almost like they fuck around. You know, they're going to the fucking conference finals, the championship. They just have all the talent there. Boogie Cousins, he's coming back. Not even playing yet. He's not even playing yet. He's coming back in like a week or two, maybe a month tops. I mean, he's already practicing. I totally get what you're saying, but I'm not worried about, at all about the Warriors. But at the same time, I do see what you're saying. As a viewer, 
Yeah, it, I don't want to sound disappointed. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I thought about I thought that's what you were kind of saying, but as I listen to you, now I understand and I kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. If you even listen to if you listen to our podcast last week, if I was doing like a murder she wrote rankings, top teams like. You know, people call it league path rankings, but for me, I call it the murder she wrote rankings. What are the most interesting teams to watch? <laughs> the fuck is the murder she wrote rankings? Exactly. <laughs> the the Warriors are seventeenth. If you're wondering, too often I would just like big games. Like they always close the night. They're always a seven thirty game for like primetime games. It's like oh, the Warriors and X team. Yeah, I'm out because yeah, sure, great. The Warriors might not win. It's going to be interesting because they're cruise control, but. There's actually nothing worse to watch than cruise control. It's basically watching preseason. Why don't people watch preseason? Because yeah. Not... And if they do lose, it's always an upset. This is what I was going to say. It's about two, three years ago when they were breaking records and they went for the win total. Like, they made the regular season cool again. Yeah, exactly. Now and it's boring. Exactly. Okay. I... You're with me on that one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, like I said, I kind of thought you were going in a diff- going in a different direction Because there. I'll fight you about Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I might get some heat for this, but I'm not worried about it. Something I'm disappointed in. Our 40 listeners are going to come for you, dude. (laughs) Something I'm disappointed in. Come for Ethan. Is people getting mad at James Harden. Oh, I like this. Yeah. What are you going to say about that? That man is a legend, and he's a stud, and he's a perfect example of somebody who likes to game the system now. You can get mad at him. Is this all lecture hall? Should I play the music? <laughs> you can get mad at him all you want, but really, eighty-four don't stretch on game day. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> he's he's playing the game. People are like, oh, James Hardley, James this at the other. He's just calling for fouls or drawing the fouls. He steps back too much. I saw. Dude, that Laker game was brutal, though, man. Look. I'll sh- I have some fucking tin hat videos to show you, man, where... Don't hate the player, hate the game. I didn't come up with that saying. It's been around for centuries, and that's exactly what Harden's doing. He's playing the game the way he knows how to play it best, and it's working to his advantage. Hey, y'all, why don't you stop getting fucking mad at him and getting mad at the refs? That being said... And I am pissed at the refs. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, and that's fine. But don't just... get mad at Harden. Because just, the man gets it. He, he he jumped twice. It was a travel, but the refs didn't even call it. You want to call that on him? I'm no, not even getting call, into his travels. Call dude. it on the refs, dude. I'm leaving the travels alone. Uh, call Adam Silver and tell him to goddamn keep an eye on this guy. God. <laughs> so, fuck it. In that Laker-Rockets game, dude, there was a stretch of, like a, of three plays straight or some shit where Harden came down got a foul where he was coming down in a his landing space was you know messed with whoever came in supposedly slid under him no if you send an email i will send you the youtube video <laughs> thank god there's somebody out there doing the lord's work that put that together this clip from that game dude fuck like i think or james harden collected like 15 fouls dropped like drew way too many fouls in that game i'm going to give him like 3 of them Fine. That's it. Fine. And I see what you're saying. I really do. Don't get mad at Harden. Get mad at the refs. It's that easy. And I am, yeah. I Harden, think Harden's I, not the problem. I honestly want to run a team meeting. I'm going to bring together all the refs. Oh. And 
and we're just going to talk like let's just watch some James Harden footage and let's talk about what's a foul and what's not a foul, what's not a foul. Right. And so like I just feel like there needs to be some kind of accountability with refs where it's like hey, we're about to ref a Houston Rockets game and we're going to be fair on both ends. And especially this you know this this foul call 2 years ago where they're standing on the perimeter and the shooter they call it the rip through foul where they bring their hands up on a defender who has his hand in the cookie jar, like mm-hmm. they're reaching in and, right. the, and the guy brings his arms up. They're not supposed to call that. James Harden is the only guy in the league who still gets that 80% of the time. He goes to the basket. He does that kind of like, what's this move I'm doing? Describe it. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like fallen angel <laughs> kind of look. Very where, graceful. Exactly. He goes to the basket. It's, he kind of puts his arms up like, what did hey. I do? Yeah, hey. And he gets a foul call. Right. And all of a sudden, every time he sees a jumper, he just lands and just lands on his feet, square, heels on the ground, and just, just like rolls on his ass and oh, gets a you, call. You know what? I actually have a great idea for this. I'm getting pissed. For, for real. I have, a, I have a great idea. Hey, everybody else do that. And then guess what? You'll get the call too. Okay. <laughs> James Harden's fucking terrible. To be honest with you, like you're probably the least popular NBA player for me. Yeah, uh, well, everybody hates hates him for some goddamn reason. But. Let's talk about some teams. We did the overrun podcast. Let's re- let's revisit some teams that just didn't. They're not getting us there. And I already kind of mentioned it. I mentioned the Warriors. Their over under was sixty two and a half. They're at twenty one and ten right now. So that means for them to hit their over, they're going to have to go forty two and eleven. The rest of the way, what? How much would it take for you to bet forty-two and eleven the rest of the way for the Warriors? I mean, they're in cruise control, man. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Rockets, they're at fifty-four and a half, and they've even been kind of hot lately, fifteen and fourteen overall. So that means they'd have to go uh, forty and. I don't like that either. Already exactly. right off the bat. Sit. I, exactly. You're right. They have. Don't make me of, do math because I'm yeah. literally like closing one eye. <laughs> no, they. they you're right, they have been kind of quote-unquote hot lately, but man, that start of the season was rough, and I, just, I don't see it happening. I'm not talking about it. I mean, just because you're not going to hit your over-under when your over-under was like near 60 games, it's like, I'm not talking about whether or not you're a good or bad team. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's not that, yeah, but exactly. this is a gambling podcast. Right, right. And people bet on that shit, like mm-hmm. win over-unders, and thank God we didn't put ours out. But Oh yeah, I think I got all of mine wrong. Two days ago, I sent you <laughs> over the Celtics at 57 and a half. And I'm, even since, I think I sent you on the show notes on Saturday or Sunday, but even since then, they've won two games. And so their over-unders at 57 and a half, and they're 18 and 11. So this is why, you, like the Warriors, they're 21 and 10, but their over-under is 62 and a half. Celtics, 18 and 11, their over-under is only 57 and a half. So that's five games less. And yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. It's just... As you said, gambling podcast. I actually kind of, I think the Celtics still might even hit it. I know that that might be crazy. They but could, they could. They've won seven or eight in a row. I um, don't think so, but we'll see. The other teams that probably are going to hit their unders, I mean, the Heat are 13 and 16. Their over-under was 41 and a half. Um, not that far off the pace, really. I mean, if they were 15 and 15 or whatever, they're going to be right there. They just got to be a little over 500, but I just think the Heat are actually probably going to be sellers at deadline. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they 
they hoped to God they could get out from Whiteside's contract, but they could also try to trade Goran Dragic. And then lastly, the Cavs were at 30 and a half. That 30 win line is kind of the line for like, are we a competent team? Uh, the Cavs are seven and 23. That's got to be under. They are on pace for under. They're already been selling. I think this team kind of settles in at about maybe 20 wins. It's not all bad. We can talk positive. Let's talk about, I only have a couple of teams, honestly, that I'm pretty sure are going to hit their over, but literally number one, the fucking Sacramento Kings, man. Who would have fucking thunk, dude? Several times, preseason, early season, have said 0% chance, literally zero, that the Kings hit their over of 25 and a half wins. They're already 16 and 14. Crazy. And they only need nine more wins to hit their it's over on the year. fucking insane. That's like the lock of the year, to yeah. be honest with you. Of course they're hitting their over. That's embarrassing. That's really, literally embarrassing on my end. Is it embarrassing? I mean, you look at their record for the past couple of years and... Is Buddy Heald, though, like the seventh best shooting guard in the league? <laughs> All The Collie Stein is like... I mean, he's always been decent. I think actually he's kind of got some unnecessary hate the whole way. But he is obviously a average starting center. De'Aaron Fox is a top 10, 12 starting point guard in the league. And I know his, you know, his numbers even tell you otherwise, but he's you know, is real. You can fake your way. A team can fake their way to being like 6-6, six and 7-7, six, seven and seven, right. 13 games in the year. But now we're at the 30. We're over or past or way past the third of the season. These, this is like a sizable sample size. So even at 25 and a half, let's say they, they got ice cold. There's no way they win. So for them to win 30 games, they have to go 14 and 38 the rest of the way. Yeah. That's still get to 30. And that's still five games over their over-under. Yeah. So that's a lot to over. Grizzlies, over-under. But I think what well, I'm a little hesitant on this as opposed to the Kings just because the Grizzlies over-under was 34 and a half. They're sitting currently at 16 and 13, I believe. This one's a little more tricky. Because of health reasons. Yeah. Because the whole idea about the Grizzlies was that Mike Conley and or Mike Gasol, excuse me, Mark Gasol was not going to be healthy the entire season, and they both have been so far. So if one of those guys goes out, you would expect a major drop-off. But it's like, the you know, we're they're 29 games in, where getting to that 34-win mark is not even that far for them anymore. Right. And so I just, you know, I feel like if you're going to be saying, are they going to have their over? We're, we're past like 80 plus percent. They're going to hit it. They're probably going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't write this down, but hey, how about this? Me and you, how many times have we bet on the Clippers this year? After we had that podcast two weeks ago about the Clippers being fucking great to bet on? A few times. Have we ever hit on one of those? No. And I think that's more on us, just being late to the game. <laughs> that's just on us for being late. And the Clippers have still been fine, but I think all of a sudden now they're sitting at like third, fourth in the West. And that's one of those times we should have known, like, we're late to this. Start shorting Clipper stock. Yeah. Fuck. Surprisingly so, good. That's a side note for me is that we should have known the Clippers were going to fall off a little bit. Not the Clippers have been bad, but just gambling-wise, we missed that prime money-making stretch. Yeah. There were the Nets for a very decent period. Last team to hit on this over-under period, I mean, how about them Blazers? I mean, 
you were stout about them hitting the over on our preseason podcast. I even think on an episode a few weeks ago, you mentioned they were still going to hit the over. Their over-under is nothing crazy. It's 41 and a half. I still believe, or what are they at? 16 and 14? 16 13? 17 and 13. Excuse me. So I think you're right. All right, I know where you're going with this, but still confident they're going to hit that 42 win mark? 100%. Set. <clears throat> Moving on. Perfect. Um, so let's get into our... Let's get into our picks this week. Usually we have lecture hall right here, but you took care of that, so let's get into our picks. Yeah, y'all know I don't stretch on game day. <clears throat> now, I'm going to go ahead and move us on forward here uh, to our picks. With that being said, we have parlay this week, correct? Yes. I know we introduced that first week of December. Last week was a little weird, but yes, parlay this week. Included. Perfect. Perfect. So for my top three picks this week, I have Golden State. Away against Utah, and they are giving three points. Uh, I have Kings against OKC. Kings are getting four and a half. I'm going to take them covering that. Lastly, I have the Pistons away against the T-Wolves, and they're getting five points. You can't quit the Pistons, dude. I can't do it. I disagree with you on that one. Keep going. So who's my top three? No explanation needed this week. I just feel those are the right picks. Email me if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not. Are you trying to torch listeners or what? That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Go ahead. For my parlay. No reason you needed to go fuck yourself. <laughs> For my parlay. Was that kind of lazy? Fucking yes, it was. was. It Own it, though. Don't back out now, All you right. fuck. Suck it. My parlay. Uh, I have Magic against the Spurs. Uh, they're minus 105. Magic are crazy good at home, and the Spurs are just so underwhelming this year. It's kind of crazy. We are so different this week. Keep going. I'm hedging what I just said 20 seconds ago. I have OKC winning against the Kings. <sighs> it's a close game. Yeah, that's going to be a close <laughs> game. But I'm hedging here. I think, the, I think OKC's going to win. I think Kings are going to cover that four and a half. However, OKC's at minus 210. I'm taking that. Science, bitch. Absolutely. And then lastly, I have the Nets against the Bulls. Bulls are home. Nets are minus 125. That's a plus 418, so it's going to be plus four points. I had a feeling you were going to take the Nets. I just want to let you know that the Nets are 1-6 and six on the road against the spread. I don't um, care. I don't care. Moving on. I Let's don't care. go. I saved that for you. I saved a little tidbit for you because I knew <laughs> you were going to take the fucking nets. Um, oh, you knew that, huh? I'm with you, though. Kings plus four and a half in Sacramento against OKC. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable, which I do worry about. I'm not so worried about Bagley being out because Bagley is about to be out, but Bog being out. Uh, Kings, number one team in the league against the spread 100%. 19 and 10. Well, I like that. How about this? As a home underdog this year against the spread, nine and three. Kings this week, plus four and a half in Sacramento against OKC. That's the fucking lock of the week. We're both in on it. I just want to let you know, last week I went 0-3. I brought it this week, dude. I did all my research this week. Last week I sped through my picks, dude. Not this time. Good luck. Well, you went... Um, and you might have already said I just you went over three last week. Is that correct? I went over for three last week. I know. Actually, hold up. I know I just made the Kings pick, but so far this month I've only had two correct picks. I'm at two points. You're at three points for this month. It's 
really embarrassing. Like, I have an idea for our week. bet that I'm going to pitch to you at the end of this bit here. Let me get through it. I'm going to reiterate here. I'm at two points for this month. Ethan's at three. So you're up on me one. That's it. Kings plus four and a half in Sacramento. Um, next, Minnesota minus five in Minnesota against Detroit. I believe you took Detroit. Is that right? Uh, in my parlay. Or no, actually, no, in, in my uh, three picks. Yeah, I took uh, Detroit. Last 10 games, Detroit is 3-7 and seven after their hot start to the year. Minnesota's only 4-16 and 16 themselves, um, but they have a positive net rating overall. They're outscoring teams, you know, at large here. And at home, I mean, they're 11-5 and five against this spread. So, All because of D-Rose. Torched. And uh, they have no ma- major injuries on both sides. So, And for my last pick, I'm going to take Milwaukee, minus 8 at home against New Orleans. New Orleans is terrible on the road. They are just four and eleven overall on the road, and six and nine against the spread on the road, and they're also just nine and sixteen. Period. Wins, loss, wins and losses over their last twenty-three. Um, I actually haven't really wanted to bet on Milwaukee just because kind of felt a little too trendy to bet on them. So I kind of was like kind of going against the expectations going in, but I'm gonna hop in on this one. Milwaukee minus eight in New Orleans. New Orleans is terrible on the road. I really wanted to touch on that game, too, actually. They're both healthy. Yeah, I really wanted to take Milwaukee with the uh, minus eight, but... To be honest with you... I uh, I couldn't do it. I've been late to Milwaukee across the board. Like, I had Giannis, like, as a rookie in his second year in fantasy basketball, and it was really embarrassing for me because he didn't really do anything. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, he's, like, a superstar. Exactly. I've just been... Now, all of a sudden, I've been kind of burned by Milwaukee the last couple years that now that they're kind of hitting... Or exceeding those expectations, I'm late to the party. I'm right there with you. I, whether it's been on this podcast or not, I am constantly wrong with Milwaukee. Whether I'm taking them winning, covering the spread, whatever. So I stayed away from it. Continue. I'm sorry. And lastly, my parlay. I think you might respect this. Oh boy. I have to catch up and come around. You're at. I'm at uh, two points. You're at three points. Give me the Kings plus 175 at home against OKC. Bucks minus 335 at home against New Orleans. You rolled your eyes. <laughs> um, and Spurs minus 110 on the road in Orlando. That's plus 580. It's worth six. Respect on me? Res- no. I was just about to ask you, why would I respect that? Is I don't know. I don't really. Three team parlay, three teams. I'm getting six to one on that shit. That's fine, but. You give me that. Anyways, please tell Matt how bad he is at gambling. He went over three, and he's going to get way more wrong this week, especially with the parlay intact. Listener <laughs> Colin, huck us a fucking email. <laughs> Hit us up. Ballsbackpodcast at gmail.com. Ballsbackpodcast at gmail.com. We still. Have our Instagram. However, as we said in the previous podcast, we do not post a goddamn thing. That I'm, Instagram might be dying. We'll see. I'm looking to make a change this week. Last thing before might we go, be I have you. an idea for our bet in December. How about this? Loser has to buy a game for us to go buy two tickets up in the nosebleeds, and we go to the game in January. What do you say, you? I'm down for that, unless one of you listeners can come up with a better idea. And email us. Sounds good to me. Other than that, I'm way down. Sounds good. It costs about 60, 80 bucks. We'll go to a game, have a hell of a night. For a Lakers game? I thought it'd be way less than that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm way down. Let's do it.
never talk to me again. <laughs> that being said, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's been fun. Mm-hmm.